Welcome everyone to the very first episode of the Kantam GamerCast, the gaming news show that covers the hot topics coming straight from Japan. We'll also be discussing a little about playing games in Japanese and our general experiences of being gamers living in Tokyo. So I'm your host Julian, aka Kantan Gamer, and joining me is my co-host Ryan, better known as Rai Poyo. So how are you doing today, hey, Ryan? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm good, man. I'm excited to be starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've been looking forward to it for uh for a little while. Yeah, yeah. We're all we're all prepped up. So hopefully everything's looking good. So all systems check. <laughs> all systems go, yeah. Microphones on, I think. So um so. this is obviously kind of being hosted on my channel, my Kantan Gamer channel, which is still pretty small. But no one's ever met you before, Ryan. So maybe uh, you could introduce yourself. Uh, you know, what kind of stuff you into? Um, yeah, your gaming life in Japan. What's that kind of, what's that about? Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've been in Japan for uh, over four years now. Mm. Um, and uh, I think the thing that probably brought me here was playing games so much when I was uh, <laughs> growing up. I, I was a huge Nintendo fan. Mm-hmm. So I, I played... Uh, I'm kind of a N64 era guy, mm. you know. Um, but I uh, I had a Super Nintendo when I was really young, um, and uh, I just remember from the first time I I uh, I played uh, Yoshi's Island uh, when I was like three or four years old. I just loved it, and since then I was I was just hooked on games. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I came from a, a military family, so. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. We moved around a lot, and uh, it was just me and my brother, and um, you know we were all always meeting new uh, new kids and stuff. So uh, like playing games was always a way for me to like connect with uh, connect with people quickly, you know, mm. and uh, you know hang out with my brother and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, so I came to Japan um, uh, to do music work. Actually, you, as you can see, I got guitar stuff over yeah, here yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh i've also got a passion for uh for games you know i like uh retro stuff but uh recently i'm getting into new stuff as well um so yeah yeah i guess that's kind of a overview about about me cool man uh how about you yeah well i mean uh anyone that's on the channel already knows that i also play guitar and that's actually how we met, right? We're both musicians and we kind of met through that originally. And then we both realized that we're both just massive fucking nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we we, we kind of have a uh, interesting story how we, we met twice in, in two different jobs. We did actually, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. We'll save that for another time, but uh, uh, yeah. that, that is quite funny. Um, but yeah, I'd say like my background, for anyone that doesn't know, I don't think I've ever, I've ever shared it on the channel before, but it's kind of similar to yours, actually, minus the uh, military aspect of it. But yeah, I got into Nintendo super early. Uh, I think I'm like five or six years older than you, roughly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was slightly, like half of a generation above you, right? So I started on the SNES, but my older brother got one uh, when I was still like five years old. So I just saw the tail end of the SNES and then... When I was eight years old, I got a 64 when it came out. A couple of months after it came out, you know, Mario 64 and then Ocarina of Time the year after. So that was kind of where it started for me. Um, but yeah, just absolutely addicted to this day. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I I just am always searching new games, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, um, yeah, then, it's just so fun to, to follow it, you know. Yeah, I, I love the, all the news and that kind of stuff. Um, but it was really like my first introduction to japanese culture like oh yeah it sounds a bit like cliche but it's just completely true right when i was six years old i had no idea like what japan was or where it was on the map uh anything about the country really um i just played these like awesome games and then when i f like i realized that they were made in a different country i was like well i want to learn about that country like how do i know like where these games came from right um, yeah, and the, and the more that I like learn about Japan, I realize how much stuff is kind of infused in the games. So, like you take like Zelda for example, which is personally my favorite franchise. But you know, all like the, shri oh, yeah. the shrines and like the aesthetic and stuff—it's all so heavily influenced by like Japanese culture or history. I think so. I always find that aspect 
super interesting. Yeah, me too. I I was I was a huge Zelda fan. Well, I I still am, but uh, yeah. I mean that that got me in, interested in the whole aesthetic of you know Japanese culture and mm-hmm. mixed with uh, arts and things. Yeah, yeah,、um, yeah. But I I remember being uh, you know, a kid, maybe six or seven years old, and um, watching uh, Pokemon anime on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, the characters they eat like onigiri,、mm-hmm. you know, like and and they. I just remember thinking like. Is that like Pokemon food? Like, <laughs> what? What is? <laughs> they're eating like rice balls, you know.、Um, and then later on, I realized like, oh, that's part of like Japanese thing, you know. Like they have like bentos and onigiris、mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, and,、uh, yeah. So I guess from an early age, the Japanese influence was there, even though、uh, I mean, you're from England, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I'm from the U.S., but、uh, we both had kind of a similar experience with like Japanese culture. Coming, well, we, yeah, I think we like the、uh, all the cartoons and stuff. You know, I used to watch. Actually, I don't remember. Maybe like Cartoon Network or whatever. But that's American, right? Ah,、uh, yeah, I think so. And、uh, maybe they didn't have any anime on like Nickelodeon. I don't really remember. But like all the big kid, all the big like kids TV shows in England were like American channels when I was a kid. Ah,、oh, I see. So we probably got exposed to most of the same stuff. So a lot of exposure when I was little, and then yeah. I came to Japan like three years ago, so yeah, you've been here oh, a little、okay. longer than me. But I, I, oh, I, I thought you were here before me, actually. No,、uh, no, it was yeah, twenty eighteen, I think. So oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So、um, this podcast is basically, I don't know, it's just going to be us, you know, discussing games, obviously、um, heavily Japan themed. Uh, we're going to be just talking about some of the news every week coming out of Japan.、Uh, we'll also be discussing some language stuff.、Um, so you know, we're both you know learning Japanese and、uh, you know playing games in Japanese. So that leads to a lot of like interesting discoveries, right?、Um, with regards to the language, but also regards to the games, because maybe I don't know how you feel, but like I've played some games that I played when I was a kid in English, obviously. Playing them again in Japanese, and you kind of see them from like a different perspective. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's been amazing. Like that's one of the best parts about learning Japanese to、mm. me is like that stuff you loved, like getting to experience it in the you know original language and some stuff that like was kind of lame in English is it's like cool <laughs> in Japanese. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's just because、uh, I'm an idiot. But、uh, yeah,、uh, oh, I think totally. I, yeah. It just fe- sometimes feels just nat- natural, you know, like it was meant to be that way. Yeah.、Um, although, I mean, usually localizations are pretty good too.、Um, so,、uh, I mean, any way to experience a game is great, I think. But、uh, it is really nice, you、mm. know. Gaming in Japanese is a.、Uh, it's like a game inside of a game sometimes. Yeah. You know,、yeah. like there, there's the game of、uh, that you know actually playing, but then it's also the language game, you know.、Mm-hmm. But sometimes it like clicks really well, right? You just pick up a particular, like, for no particular reason, but you pick up a certain game, and for some reason, you just seem to understand like a lot of it, and then you're like, oh wow, this is going really well. So like those particular times, I find it's even more enjoyable, right? Because you almost forget that you're studying,、um, or yeah, yeah, like、um, doesn't feel like that kind of、uh, slog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it take it. Takes a while to get there, though, right? Like,、mm. like where, um, where you know, you get in there and you're and you're trying to play, but you you can't read it. Maybe a whole paragraph you didn't understand or something,、mm. and and it's just like, it can be a little bit uh hard to uh stay motivated. Yeah, but,、uh, for sure. But I mean, um, I find as long as I just keep going, I eventually get back on track. You know,、mm. get back into it. I find、and、most it, games have like a like a set of like base vocabulary. So once you push through the first couple of hours of the game, you start seeing the same words and kind of grammar patterns for particular characters. Yeah, and it gets yeah, a lot easier, right? Like each game has kind of its own set of commonly used words,、mm. and、uh, once you get through those, it, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, so、uh, that kind of wraps up the intro, I think. So yeah, why don't we move on to our news for the week?、Um, we've got a couple of stories.、Um, so I think first we're going to move on to.、Uh, The release of a new Switch game. It's called、uh, Minono Shaberi Chatto. Yeah, so we've got the news here、uh, from Fourgamer.net.、Uh, um, 
it's not a complicated story. It's basically just a release of a new game. Um, but the, the thing I thought was interesting about it is that the Switch is kind of notorious for not having usable uh, chat <laughs> functionality, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, especially voice chat. I think maybe like Fortnite was the first game to put it in or maybe like another game before that. But there's no like system level chat on the Switch, right? Yeah. Um, so this one uh, it actually came out a few days ago uh, this week, but it came out on the 25th of uh, March. Uh, it's called Minono Shaberi Chatto. Um, and I think this is already like an app that exists on phones. So it says down here, uh, actually, 2013, uh, the similar title came out on the 3DS. So it was like eight years ago. Um, and it says here, like, up to 10 people can chat together. Uh and basically use like text or voice chat. So, so it's not... kind of like a line, you know, like on a cell phone. That was my initial uh, thought. Yeah. Um, uh, you got the, like, like, the uh, stickers and the, you know, the kind of colorful graphics and things like that. Yeah. Like just maybe if some of the viewers don't know, um, in Japan, everyone uses a lot, like an app called line to uh, chat. Mm. And it, it's kind of like a Facebook messenger or, um, uh, What's the one you use in uh, Europe? Uh, uh, WhatsApp. What, oh, yeah, WhatsApp. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're um, all the same, aren't they? But yeah, Line is but, quite specific for the stickers, I think. Yeah, Line has these cute, uh, what do you even call them? Cute cute stickers. St- I, stickers, <laughs> I think. <laughs> like yeah. a, very, very kind of childish, mm. like a cutesy sort of aesthetic, which, which you know, kawaii stuff. Yeah, no, no, really they're popular. very, very manly, Ryan. They're very, oh, ma- yeah. they're very macho. <laughs> And it's fine that I use them I, all the time. <laughs> I, I use them all the time. I, I find if you use like a cute character, you know, stickers, every conversation becomes just like kind of cheerful. and It does and get nice. a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like when I talk to my friends from the US, you know, it's really short and just mm. like, hey, man, what's up, bro? Or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. My Japanese friends, it's like there's like a dancing bear and it, it says like konnichiwa. And <laughs> like smiling panda stuff. And, yeah, let me uh, <laughs> you know. let me bring up for the guys at home. If if you're not familiar with what line is, so, so these these are line stickers. That oh, you got you got here. some samples there. Yeah, just on Google here. Um, this one's quite popular. I forgot the name of this character, but oh, maybe he's called Salary Man. Not sure, but there's the panda and the, the little bunny. I think the bunny is like the line mascot, isn't he? Um. Oh yeah. But there's so many packs that you can buy. They're really fun though. So um. Yeah, yeah, but this game, this this game appears to me to be just like, just a line like phone communication app, but just for Nintendo Switch. That's what it looks like. Yeah, um, um, I originally initially thought it was free, um, but I just noticed again in the article here, it's it's free for the first thirty days, um, but then after that, uh, you need a, a Ryokin, which is like a, a ticket, a using ticket, and you can buy them in thirty or ninety day uh, quantities, but it doesn't actually say how much it is so uh yeah let's head over to the video man we'll check it out and see yeah see what yeah, it looks check like it out. so uh, the music's very nintendo right <laughs> yeah yeah but it looks like here i guess yeah you can just chat with like switch friends um i don't know if it's uh compatible with like facebook or anything like that or maybe with line but it looks quite but, kid-friendly, so I'd imagine it's like only people that you pre-authorized to chat. So they have like a Google like uh, Play app that is connected to the Switch or something? Like- I think that's what it looks like, right? So I think it's going to be similar to, um, you know, there's the like parental control app for Switch. Oh yeah, I, I haven't opened it, but... Uh, uh, yeah, me neither, I don't have kids, so I never, <laughs> never needed to yeah. use it, but I've seen that it exists. But it allows like a parent to like link the app on their phone to their child's Switch account. So then the parent can kind of remotely control what the kid is, has access to. Which I think is like, oh, I you know, compared to what Nintendo usually does with mobile apps, is actually quite a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just, I don't think you can use this... Uh, this game like uh with other games you know like you'd mm. have to be you'd have to be in the uh, in the game you know yeah um, yeah in order so you couldn't like have a 
a voice chat going like in the background while you're, you know, playing Mario Kart or something like that. Yeah. So I think this definitely looks like it's made for children, even though it's got that kind of kawaii kind of aesthetic that maybe a lot of grown-ups yeah. might enjoy as well. I just yeah, I mean, well, yeah. most adults and teens would have a, a cell phone already, so yeah, you know. Uh, well, we see in the video here. This girl, she's uh, chatting to her grandma or something. Okay, so uh, our next story of the week. This is kind of a funny one. I thought um, you obviously heard of the release of the new Monster Hunter Rise game, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Big, um, big franchise globally recently, but uh, only recently. It's, but it's always been a massive franchise in Japan. Um, and one company, which I thought was quite funny, uh, is basically uh, so concerned that all of their uh, staff would take the day off <laughs> to play the game because it came out on a Friday. Um, yeah, they yeah. basically just gave all their staff the day off and turned it into like a three-day weekend <laughs> that's that's hilarious like uh and uh yeah and kind of i think rare for a japanese company to to give you know a freebie yeah uh, yeah yeah companies especially in tokyo are known for being kind of strict and uh not uh not getting a ton of time off of work you know but, that's um, it yeah but this company but, actually is a is a game studio or a vr studio yeah, so it it makes sense. It's mm. it's kind of work related for them, you know, if they're if they're really, you know, in the game industry, mm. then um like it's related, you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um so like that I guess you could say it's part of their work, you know, but I guess but, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh anyway, well. <laughs> this Monster Monster Hunter is huge, right? Like uh it's like, massive uh, here, yeah. I mean, I first played Monster Hunter. I don't know, I want to say like about 20 years ago <laughs> and oh, wow. uh, one of my friends had like one of the first ones on the PSP and at the time like, I played it and the controls were like janky and like I don't know like it just didn't feel very good to play and I just thought it was mm. kind of boring to be honest yeah um, I, you know yeah I have sort of a, a funny story about <laughs> about that too oh yeah go on uh, uh like so uh I didn't know Monster Hunter at all until I moved to Japan mm. and um uh, that was before the Switch came out. I had a 3DS, and um, and I I went into like one of these uh you know book off stores, uh, yeah, just yeah. a store that sells like used stuff. They had a bin, like a little bin, and it had these loose uh, 3DS and DS games. Oh, okay. they were like uh yakuen each, mm. so they're like a dollar each, mm. and um, it was like almost completely full of Monster Hunters. Oh, okay. Just like <laughs> ju there was just like like fifty monster hunters in there, like mm. uh, 3DS carts, and they they were like only a hundred yen. So like, I thought, oh shit. Well, I mean that's really cheap, and you know even even if it sucks, it's it's like a dollar. So like, yeah, I bought yeah. one, and I put it in. I, I turned it on, and I played it for maybe fifteen minutes, and then I just thought, ah, this is this is a bit much for me to to get into, you know. <laughs> but uh. But I didn't really give it a chance, you know. Right. It just seemed it just seemed like a kind of in depth or something like the yeah, character yeah. creation and learning all the controls and things. Um, but apparently, uh, this new one's really good and uh, mm. got got great reviews. So, uh, you know, maybe I missed I missed my chance to get into Monster Hunter. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I played the demo. There is a demo of this one, um, and it definitely feels more fluid. The general like gameplay loop seems to be exactly the same, um, but oh, I see. I, I heard it it's quite yeah. fast. It definitely feels like the, uh, smoother. Yeah, um, the movement speed. Uh, yeah, that yeah, probably the makes it feel mechanics feel a lot been, better, right? Yeah, and uh, I mean you can actually see in the trailer now. I'm playing. Um, they have this like grappling hook thing now, so you can kind of like dart around, and that actually looks really cool. Um, and it oh, makes yeah. it seem seem a lot more. Uh, engaging i would say but the general you know hook of the game is you hunt monsters like <laughs> obviously that's what it's called um and you grind you beat monsters you get better loot and then you level up and then you beat harder monsters and you get better loot and it just kind of goes around so yeah returning back to our story at hand uh i thought this was kind of funny that they even like kind of titled this as uh monhan yasumi <laughs> which uh monhan Mon oh, is oh, the, the the abbreviation of Monster Hunter in Japan. Um, 
anyone that studies Japanese will know that Japanese people love to abbreviate everything, especially things that are two words. So they'll just chop it, chop each word in half, and then glue those two things together.、Um, yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest is Dorakue, I think. Dorakue,、uh, yeah, or something. Monhan. An-、uh, Animal Crossing. It's、uh, Atsumare Dobutsu no Mori, but they call it Atsumori. Oh really? I heard it called、yeah. just、uh, Domori. Domori.、Uh, oh, maybe that's the old、Atsum- one. The, the new one because it's called Atsumare. That's like the subtitle of the、oh, game. Oh.、Uh- So Atsu Atsumori is the new version, but yeah, maybe the older ones were called、uh, Dormori. Oh, okay, I see.、Um, I think、uh, Smabada as well. Do you know that one? Ah,、uh, wait, say one more time. Smabada. Oh, Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.、Uh, there's there's loads.、Yeah. I think like, almost every game、um, has a title, unless it's like one word already.、Uh, yeah, they're all like abbreviated into something. So、um, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. This thing here,、um, yeah, and、uh, yeah, obviously, I, yeah. I can never pronounce the shortened versions. There's something really hard about saying, like an English word that has been <laughs> turned. It's turned into <laughs> katakana, and then it also gets smushed to a shorter version. Yeah, yeah,、like、yeah. Suma, Sumabura. It's like Smash Brothers or something. It's never easy,、uh, is it?、Um, yeah, it's really hard for me. But、uh, I think the the hardest bit with this word is because it's like mon is fine, right? Monster. But hunter, like you have a h,、huh, which is like h u, but here、yeah. it's like ha, hunter. Han, yeah, so mon, mon han. han, yeah, mon han, which I always that always trips me up. When、um, yeah, that's <laughs> you know like, there's a pro- <laughs> the,、uh, maybe you don't know there's a there's a popular anime manga called Hunter Hunter, but that's、oh, like、okay. the word hunter twice, right? But it's hunter hunter. <laughs> so hunter, when you、hunter. pronounce it in katakana, you have to. Change that、uh, to a yeah, sound. It's quite there, tricky. There's a lot of like words that get these sort of unexpected、uh, katakana readings. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. McDonald's or McDonald's is like McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And、uh, yeah, California is ca- what is it? It's like California. California. <laughs> ca- ca- California. Yeah. California. It's yeah. it's really hard, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tricky. Any English words, I hate it, man.、Uh, but yeah, this, this word here,、uh, yasumi, just means a holiday or, or like break or rest or something like that. So you usually see like yasumi like bolted onto the end of other words to indicate like a particular holiday or break for something. Yeah, monster、uh, hunter break. Yeah. So yeah, I guess in our final bit of news this week,、uh, we should probably talk about the the end of the Mario thirty fifth anniversary. Celebrations, which I think have been a little bit controversial,、um, for the、uh, the death of Mario. Some people are calling it <laughs> the death, the death of Mario. That's sad. Yeah, I've been seeing some kind of memes online,、um, and people are speculating that Mario will be taken out the back of Nintendo headquarters and、uh, you know put out of his misery. <laughs> oh man, packed into a, the, a shipping crate. They're going to do a live action film, you know, <laughs> the death of Mario. Yeah, so obviously this all comes from、um, the timed availability of the Mario 3D collection on the Nintendo Switch,、uh, and a lot of people are obviously a bit disgruntled that the game will only be available for so long. I think it was six months in total.、Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like personally, I don't really have that big a problem with it. I mean, yeah, I bought it on I mean, day one, but I don't know. Like, if you really want the game, pick it up. I think it's a stupid decision on Nintendo's part. Yeah, it's but, it's a little bit odd to just、uh, put the game out and then, like, I guess stop producing it. But、mm. I mean, technically, all games are like produced in batches, right? And and um, I mean, or、yeah. do they keep do they keep them in production like usually for the the whole well, life of the console? Well. It depends on the sales, obviously. Right? If there's no demand, there's no need to supply. But I think that the thing with this story was that it will even disappear off the eShop, which makes no sense,、uh, right? So yeah, my is, my speculation、uh, is that there's only one reason they would want to do that, and that is that they intend to make some kind of new virtual console、uh, or like add those games to the online service, like they already do with the SNES and NES games. 
Yeah, it, it could be, you know, they're thinking forward to like the next generation, you know, maybe five years down the line and on like what comes after the Switch, they want to have a N64 or like Wii games mm. playable or something. Um, I mean, it, it's just speculation, but um, I think they're afraid of, um, you know, their precious, you know, Mario series being like too... Uh, too readily available, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, even, I don't know. It seems weird. <laughs> I don't even know if it's that because, like, uh, I don't know what the current numbers are, but they shipped two million copies of that game when it came out. Oh, uh, yeah. Think, uh, I'll have to double check, but I think it was around two million copies. Now, if you're trying I, to, if you're trying to drive up demand and make, like, cause like artificial scarcity, then you don't release something in 2 million units, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean... You released, like, 10 copies of it. I've I've never seen this game sold out in Tokyo. I mm. mean, I, everywhere I go, it's it's just there on all the walls. Mm. I, I think it was, like, heavily promoted and... Yeah, yeah. He- heavily... I mean, it's really popular, too. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I've seen it. I've got my copy here somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me that much because I, I got a physical copy and I, I think most people who wanted the game probably got it physically. Sure. Um, so for me, taking something off, you know, the the eShop, uh, I mean, it kind of sucks, but also uh, most of the eShops get closed down eventually, you know, like yeah, a few, yeah. few years after the console ends. So, uh, yeah, maybe it's it's not so bad. But yeah, we'll find out. Um, but I think, yeah, a perfect way to mark the end of this uh, anniversary was the opening of Super Nintendo World in uh, Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. Um, and I was incredibly lucky enough to have actually visited uh, last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you were there. Yeah, so um, I'll introduce um, this before I show it. Um, but I actually work uh for another youtube channel called japan pro so that was the reason i was there we were making video so um as we discuss this uh i'm gonna play the video so you guys can check it out in the background um it's very fun it's very colorful uh it's just uh, it's just ridiculous um so yeah any questions brian i'll try and answer as best i can (laughs) uh let's see let's see there's just so much (laughs) <laughs> so like I, I just saw on your video there's like a little Pikmin uh, like Pikmin carrying a uh, Mario coin yeah uh, yeah yeah so it, it's Super Nintendo World so is is uh, non are non Mario franchises also pretty well represented there or is it I mean, I not, see a lot of Yoshi, Mario, you know. Not really. I mean, as you already know, like Yoshi is the same as Mario, right? It's, it exists in the same franchise. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's basically Mario World. But I think because they already have game like Super Mario World, they couldn't call it that because the game already exists, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's but Super Nintendo there are, World. There are plans to um, add a Donkey Kong section in the future. But Donkey Kong is also kind of like in that same universe. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you can see here in the video, right? This is me standing at the front entrance of the, um, the attraction. Um, it's just like giant green warp pipe. It's really, really cool. You can, there's a little tower in the background. That's actually the top of a Hogwarts castle <laughs> over in, uh, the Harry Potter section. Oh, but, really? Uh, oh, okay. Cause it's yeah, connected, cause it's right, right? It's right next to, yeah. Um, but you is can it, see from the footage, right? just incredibly detailed it's so fun yeah i mean i love the colors yeah the as um and, and, you know as, oh sorry come it's it's mostly outdoor right or is there is a lot of it like hidden away inside yeah mostly outdoor i mean you can see the day that we went there wasn't a single cloud in the sky it was just beautiful weather um so it was just perfect you couldn't like the, the weather was just pure nintendo if if nintendo weather exists this was it. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yeah, the best part I thought was actually the bit that we were showing now, which was the uh, Mario Kart ride. So basically, it's like a kind of a, a moving roller coaster kind of chair, uh, but mixed with like a VR kind of experience, or maybe AR, maybe augmented reality. So you wear this like visor, and inside the visor, you can see like characters racing around the track. 
but they're obviously not actually there in real life. Um, and when you move your head, you can aim, and then when you press the button on the steering wheel, you can fire shells. So basically, like, the, the race part is automated. The car just goes around automatically. But you, uh, you get, like, little indicators on the screen. It flashes, like, left and right. So when those appear, you have to drift in time. And if you do that in time, you get extra points or extra coins. And then also you get more coins for hitting the opponents. Um, oh, and you I can see, see you guys now on that video. Yeah, you like, can see here, right? <laughs> There's four people in each car, and uh, two cars go each time. So what, one car will be on Team Mario, and the other car is on Team Bowser. And you're actually competing against the other people in the park, which is pretty fun. So um, Yeah, it looks great, man. I uh, definitely got to get down there. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, overall, as an experience, I mean, obviously, if you love Nintendo, it's just excellent. Um, but I'm just going to show you like the last little part um, of this video, actually. Um, talking about one of the, the probably my favorite features of this park was the uh, the app that you get with the game. Uh, so the app that you use for the park. So as you go around, uh, you get these like power bands. I've actually got mine. Um, I can get it off my shelf here. I've actually got my band uh, here. Um, and you sync it up with your phone and then every time you like punch the power power up blocks or the question mark blocks or you complete mini games you get coins and they kind of clock up in your app um so here like um the guy i do the channel with uh, yasu like me and him were registered on the same app and we could compete and you can see here that he just got a couple more coins than me so he kind of edged me out but that sort of adds like a really fun element to the whole experience that I don't think so, I've so ever seen in a different there's kind of like a game going on like while you're experiencing the park then yeah exactly that's right. it yeah so you do the actual attractions but yeah you, you there is like a high score game and uh, oh, that's amazing we didn't show it in the video but um, you can see scores from every player that went into the park that day so oh, wow. everyone's in the same like you have like a like a world of high score ranking and uh, I have the Luigi band, right? But there's um, there's Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Daisy, and Yoshi. I think so. There's six in total, and then there's like there's a high score for each team. So I think on the day that I went, I was on Team Luigi, and we came second. And I think maybe Team Yoshi won. Oh, that's so cool, man! Yeah, I uh, definitely gotta get down there and check it out. <laughs> maybe we we do Canton or Canton Gamer cast from uh mario yeah from, we'll, from we'll do it on the yoshi ride as we're going around yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah that kind of wraps up for the news this week uh ryan should we move on to sales charts in japan yeah yeah let's do it okay so yeah moving on to the sales charts this is between the period of the 15th of march and the 21st of march which is obviously uh two weeks behind uh, when we're recording this, but these figures don't usually come out for a little while. Um, so we'll be taking a look at these probably every week because um, I always think it's interesting not only to look at sales figures, but to see like Japan isolated you know, as a, as a separate economy. You can really see like the trends and stuff and what's popular. And it's quite yeah, surprising it, it, sometimes, you know, what you think if you're in a Western country, you might not realize that certain games are more or less popular in Japan. Yeah, it can be uh, quite different, you know, the tastes and uh, mm. the things that are popular here. Um, I find generally like uh, really violent games, you know, like uh, shooters or mm. really realistic games like uh, simulations and things tend to not be as popular. Um, and then I guess in Japan, we, there's a lot of Nintendo love, you know. That's it, you a know, like these... uh, you talk about violence, right? And a lot of people say like... Nintendo games are like look like kids games and stuff which I wouldn't like I wouldn't argue against because it's kind of true but Nintendo is a Japanese company and that's just what Japanese people like everyone loves cute stuff right and you know like mascots here are huge right Every, everything has a mascot yeah so like just yeah. colorful characters are really big money in Japan so it doesn't make sense for Nintendo to make like a blood soaked shooter you know because it wouldn't yeah. sell to to people in japan yeah yeah makes sense but uh i'm okay with that i quite like the uh the variety of you know different stuff you get coming yeah, from japan same. i mean uh you know looking at this chart here uh probably the the most adult game i could say 
uh, probably like Apex Legends, uh, which is quite big over here. It just launched on the Switch uh, last week, so that was pretty good. But uh, we won't go through all of these. Uh, let's just start from the top and pick out a few highlights. Um, obviously, uh, we had um, Super Mario 3D World in its like third or fourth week already. And um, uh, did you, you picked that one up too, right? You, I did, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it on the Wii U and I loved it. And uh, I was thinking of buying it again for Bowser's Fury. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, I mainly bought it for Bowser's Fury. Um, but it was really good. Yeah, very good. Would you say it's worth it for uh, for Bowser's Fury? I Yeah, honestly. Because, I mean, it depends how what your opinion is. But I think as you get older, you know, I've got no problem spending $60 on a game that lasts me eight hours, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, people complain like, oh, the campaign's only 50 hours long. Like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Like, I want like a really well-polished, really fun eight-hour game. I will pay yeah. $60 for that. That's fine. And that's yeah, exactly what Bowser's oh, yeah. Fury is. It's really fun. And it, it took me about maybe 10 hours to like do 100% on it. Super fun. Oh, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty mm. good. Um, and also 3D World is a great game. And, uh, mm. and uh, it has like pretty good multiplayer, actually. So like, yeah, maybe exactly, you, re- yeah. you remember from the Wii, like the Wii had um, the, uh, like, what was it called? New Super Mario Brothers. Um, and like, you could, you could all join and like go through the course together. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. So that functionality is still there, but it's it's a 3D game, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like playing a fully 3D Mario, but just with you know four characters on the screen. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, right. So to me, I think it's one of my favorites uh, in the Mario series. Yeah, uh, Maybe we should try doing but, a little stream if you uh, if you pick it up, then let me know. And oh then, yeah, uh, that would be fun. Yeah, some multiplayer. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so next up, actually, on the charts here. Um, so I actually probably should mention that Mario has now sold a total of over half a million, 555,000 units, which is pretty good going for Japan. Um, but second on the chart here, coming in heavy, is Densha de Go. Yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about this one because I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Densha de Go. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who don't know, it's 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 kind of like a it's a train game. But yeah. it's an arcade. It's an arcade train game, so it's mm. not a simulation. It's kind of like um, I'm trying to think what's something good to compare it to. You know, like you've got uh, racing games, like like an arcade racer, where it's sort yeah, of a time yeah. attack. So Dancha de Go has some of that kind of uh, arcadey energy, where you're trying to hit the zones with the correct speed and like stop the train at the right time. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And. Uh, and it's got great like 3D modeled uh, environments of Tokyo, with mm. the, you know, all the train lines and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it looks pretty solid. I mean, just you know, pulling up the trailer now, and it it just looks like I don't know. It, I wouldn't say like super realistic, but considering it's on the Switch, it looks pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, and I, I believe it was also on a uh, PS4. Uh, it came out like a few months ago, and mm. uh, within a within like a week. Uh, the Switch sales already met the PS4 sales. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, if you have a chance to buy this one, I I recommend probably go with the uh, the PlayStation version for the uh, the better graphics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it looks um, uh, looks pretty nice. But uh, I I'd like to share with the viewers. Uh, I've got the original. Uh, oh, nice. This is, man. This is the uh, N64 uh, Japan only. Wow. Densha Dego. <laughs> and, uh, and it had this quirky accessory for the N64 where you, I don't know if you can see that here. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But you connected it to your N64 and you could like drive the train. Is that in that box then? No, it's a separate accessory. Oh, okay. That box so is I don't nice have, though, I don't man. have it. It's, it looks like mint. Yeah, I got a pretty good quality um, for this one. Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so I like the, the N64 stuff. So I have played the game in an arcade before. And um, you basically, like, the game is inside, like, a replica train cockpit, or whatever you call, like, the front of the train. So yeah, you climb in, yeah. and, like, super funny, like, when I went in there, there was actually, like, a coat hanger hanging up, and it had, like, a jacket and a hat, like a train conductor's hat and jacket. Oh, really? And it's, like, so a you cosplay, like- and you put it on, yeah. And because it's Japan, right, and most people are pretty respectful of, like, things that don't belong to them, people will, like, put it on, play the game, 
hang it back up nice and neat for the next person. Yeah, I just thought yeah, that was that yeah. was super funny. Um, it was, was it was, was that quite a good the, thing. Uh, <laughs> was that the one where there's three screens? Like it's like a triple monitor. Setup. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, yeah, yeah, you have the lever and the buttons and stuff. And yeah, it's it's really fun. I didn't really understand how to play it though, so I tried it once, but I, comp- I just completely like overshot the mark by like, oh, a, yeah. like a mile. And uh, yeah, no one no one got off the train. So. <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyway, I, I haven't played the Switch version, so I can't recommend it to the viewers, but uh, it's it's probably good, right? Mm. I mean, it, it's sold well and it's... I'm sure you know, it's, it's the, yeah, you know, as as with everything on the Switch, you know, if it's if it's on another platform as well, you're always sacrificing the graphics for portability. But I feel like that's a kind of game that you just want to like chill out in bed, you know, and just like drive some trains like nothing you don't need to be like in front of like 4k tv for that kind of situation do you yeah like, you, you could ride the the train and yeah. play the train driver while you're riding it i mean that's it man yeah a, unless you've but, got uh, like the, the controller and it's all set up you know and you've got like four tvs <laughs> yeah. yeah 4k yeah. like huge nah I, I i don't need that i think yeah yeah <laughs> be all right uh and uh, tra- tra- trains are coming in hot on number three as well yeah, uh, yeah. Th- I believe this is also a train-related game, right? Okay, so this one is uh, Momotaro, Momotaro Densetsu, or Legend of Momotaro, and it's kind of a yeah, like a board game, a train board game. <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah. really know much else about it, to be honest. I believe this one has kind of a long history in Japan. Mm. Um, I, I just pulled up a, a Wikipedia on it, and it goes back to the, the Famicom. Mm. Um, and I think it's just a family style, kind of like Monopoly or mm. uh, or uh, uh, Mario Party. Like, you each have a railway. Maybe you you expand it and purchase property. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you kind of just um, like you're moving around the board. Yeah, and I think the board is, is all of Japan. So like a, mm. it's oh, named be, after Shibuya, after uh, the Harajuku. Uh, yeah, so it's familiar, you know, familiar places. Uh, I see. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really popular in Japan, I guess, especially for families. So makes sense that it's selling so well on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it, look, it looks quite fun. Um, and these kind of um, what are they called uh, sugoroku games, which are like. Like Mario Party, right? When you like advance around the board in like going across spaces, it's kind of like a board game category in Japan. So like these kind of things are always quite popular. Um, yeah, I I'd love to uh, get together with some friends and play a drinking game or something. And, you know, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's or a, just you know, just learn your cities. You know, if you want to learn a bit more about the uh, oh yeah the geography of Japan, it might be quite useful. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good way to do it. Yeah, that's that's cool. But yeah, either way, it looks pretty fun. Um, I like the style. It's got this kind of 3D, 2D, a bit like Paper Mario kind of style. Yeah, very simple. I can mm. see all the landmarks from Tokyo here. Mm. Uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. I'm, and it looks... I'm sure each, uh, each part on the map probably has some kind of little icon that represents uh, that area of Japan, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, I, um, I don't know if you noticed, but like on the map, like when you go to different locations, little characters jumping around like, uh, like deer or like little oranges and like plums and stuff. So I guess it's like the the local specialities of each area. Ah, oh, yeah. You know, uh, which Japan is quite famous for, like, you know, the 47 prefectures. Each one has its, uh, it's called meibutsu, which is like a, a, a local speciality, sorry. Um, and it's, yeah, like every area has like a very particular thing that it's famous for. So oh, cool. that's uh, like here, yeah, there's like little plums and I don't know, like pigs and stuff, kind of horses. <laughs> it's kind of cute. This, this is like the kind of game you could probably play with uh, with your wife or with your girlfriend. Yeah, I you think know, so, like yeah. uh, It seems like kind of approachable. Uh, yeah, it's more uh, like a traditional board game and le- it feels like less like a video game. I think it would be probably, yeah, something you could do quite easy. But uh, and, yeah, it looks looks fun. Oh, there's the the Famicom uh, graphics on. <laughs> oh, that but looks yeah, nice. I mean, even going from the trailer, the the Japanese looks fairly easy because I guess it's a, it's aimed at a younger audience as well. So, I feel like that'd be a good one to to learn some Japanese with as well. Yeah, maybe we should uh we should pick this one up and stream it and talk about you know what's going on. That yeah, could, it could be, be a, could be a good idea. That actually. could be yeah. a, a good episode. You know. <laughs> 
So uh, speaking of Japanese, um, yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk about our experiences this week um, from learning Japanese. Um, I'll let you go first, oh, yeah. Ryan. I think I've talked quite a lot for the last few minutes. So, um, oh yeah. So, um, so actually, I I started taking Japanese lessons uh, yesterday um, oh, okay. on on an app called Italki. It's like a mm. it's kind of like a Skype app. You you just meet up with a teacher and yeah. and you chat. And uh, I I haven't really studied Japanese formally. I j- mm. I've just been living here for a long time. And uh, so I, I was chatting with my teacher, and he was mm. just writing down a lot of, you know, words that I I needed to know. Mm. And uh, yeah, he taught me ongaku yogo. Mm. So uh, ongaku is music, of course. Mm. Um, it, but yogo is like uh, ter- means terminology. Mm. So like whenever you you want to talk about a subject, you can say yogo, and it and it's like a referring to that specific part of the language. Yeah, yeah. So since I'm a music teacher, uh, I need to know ongaku yogo, right? That's kind of mm. my specialty. So you know, even for games, perhaps you know, there's a, you know, game yogo or something. Mm. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that, you know, but I I think that's the usage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just pull the uh, the word up for all our listeners at home. But yeah, it's like a set a set of uh, terminology, right? So, I mean, yeah, your go, I think, is like literally one word, but you ha- tend to have different categories of words. Um, and I think, yeah. So uh, a yogo jiten uh, um, is basically like a dictionary of terminology. So I don't know if you know this uh, one, Ryan, but oh, if you're looking for and again, this is because of music. I've had to search for this before. Um, and someone adv- advised me to look for an ongaku yogo jiten, which is basically just uh, a, a music dictionary. Oh, okay. Yogo jiten, a specialized mm. dictionary. So That's pretty cool. Jiten basically um, just being encyclopedia. But yeah, it's quite, it's, I think it's a very useful word to know, especially if you're into very specific, you know, anything basically. Um you can find these different uh, yogo jiten online or, you know, in paper form or whatever. Yeah, so uh, how about you? Have you uh, learned any new Japanese this week? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was actually playing uh, Professor Layton uh, Mystery Journey, I think it's called. Yeah, so like this game, uh, it's set in London in like, I don't know, like 100 years ago. And this character, uh, Catherine Layton, she's like the daughter of Professor Layton, who's the main character of like the previous games but she's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes kind of character and um, yeah basically you go around solving crimes um, so it's a really good way to learn the language I think because it's you're not only having to read the text but if you don't understand the clues given in like the dialogue then you can't progress like you can't it's not like a puzzle game when you just figure it out with like visual clues you have to understand the language so I kind of enjoy that um, but as you can imagine, you know, it's like a detective game. So a lot of things get stolen, right? There's a lot of like thieves and like, you know, bad people doing some stuff. And one of the first missions in this game is that uh, someone steals the uh, minute hand from one of the clock faces from Big Ben. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so a pretty big crime in England, right? If you steal something from Big Ben, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's high that's... treason. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So basically, yeah. yeah, so you have to basically find out who stole it. And um, the first word I wanted to show was... Um, let me just flick back over here to the G show. Um, was the phrase here, which is moguri komu. Ah, uh, moguri komu. Yeah, which um, basically means to like to slip into or slide under. Um, and the context in the game that it was used in was that the thief had snuck into a building. And when oh, I first saw it, it really kind of confused me, right? Because I know this kanji here uh, is kugu. Or I had learned as a kuguru, which means to go under. Ah, um, oh, I see. But I'd never heard this reading before, mogu, moguri. Komu always means like when you attach it to another verb, it means just to go in, you know. So this means to, like to slide under and in, meaning, you know, to, to infiltrate or something like that. Oh, I see. Um, so I thought that was quite interesting. And, uh, you know, like a lot of games have like stealth mechanics, right? 
So I feel like this might be a word that actually comes in useful quite a lot in times in different games. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine this coming in a lot for gaming. Yeah, and the, the, games the, were always sneaking in places and uh, that's it. Getting, getting up to stuff, you know. That's it, right? You know, so like, um, you know, someone um, like NPC might tell you, like, oh, you got to steal the steal the key from the the wizard in the castle. So you know, you've got a Mogori Conde into the castle. You know, like slip into the castle. <laughs> yeah, that that's cool. Um, and then the, the other thing I liked about this word is after I searched it a little bit more. I realized that it, more, it most commonly gets used on the internet when referring to cats. <laughs> so, oh, you know, like, okay. <laughs> bedoni moguri konde, you know, like the cats like slipped under the cover, you know, because oh, yeah. you know, like, they like to get into like little tight spaces. Um, and then that led me on a whole other mission of just finding like cat memes on the internet. And <laughs> oh man, that's that's a great uh, great tangent to to go down. Yeah, which you know. I you know I do love, but uh, let's just I mean if we. If we Google it now, like, Mogori Komu Neko, you just find like pictures of like little squidgy cats, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just like squidged into stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's if, you're, funny. if you're big into cats, then uh, yeah, that's, I think it's a great word to, to know. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so I guess that kind of uh, wraps it up for us this week, Ryan. Um, yeah, yeah, any, thanks. Any departing words for our first episode of the Canton GamerCast? Um, I let's see. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, uh, congratulations on catching the uh, the first episode. So uh, that's it. Hope yeah, you, hope you enjoy the inauguration of the world's most poorly run podcast <laughs> yeah maybe if uh if anybody's got something they want to share with us or would like us to cover on the show maybe just like drop it in the uh comments yeah that's it so um for the moment uh this will just be a video podcast because i'm not sure how well the video aspect will translate to an audio only podcast um but that is the hope to also have it on podcast as well uh, podcast platforms as well but for the moment, it will just be here on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, if you enjoyed it, then obviously please make sure you're subscribed to the channel, Kantan Gamer. Um, we hopefully be doing some more live streams coming up soon, um, possibly oh, featuring, yeah. featuring Rai Poyo, the one yeah. and only. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you uh how can people find you, Ryan? They want to follow uh, you. I'm not really, I'm not really connected <laughs> online at all, so... um. Maybe uh, th this is my first thing I'm doing uh, on the internet, basically. So yeah, uh, yeah. So so uh, keep a lookout. Maybe I'll I'll uh, join you on YouTube in the near future. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys updated if you want to follow Ryan. And uh, obviously, you can follow me here on the channel, or if you want to follow me on Twitter, then uh, my handle is at Kantan underscore Japan, which is the name of my one of my other YouTube channels. Um, but yeah, so until next week, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>